Welcome to the Nordic Mythology Podcast. I'm Daniel Farrand, owner of the company Horns of Odin, and I'm joined, almost as always, by Dr. <laughs> Matthias Nordvik. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Hello. How are you doing, man? I'm doing all right. Um, just, uh, yeah, trying to make uh, make life work, you know? Yeah, yeah. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm good. I had a nice break over Christmas, relaxed, centered everything again, and never feel sharper the start of this year than the end of last year i had a little bit of a a wobble ah yeah 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 but it's that time isn't it as soon as you get to christmas everything compiles mm-hmm. you know i think 2022 was a kind of a a rough year so mm. uh I'm I, feel, I feel like for everybody yeah that's what i've been hearing like a lot of people mm. um so I'm looking forward to 2023 as a, as a year that's going to be awesome. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I, I definitely have the more positive attitude. I wonder if it has anything to do with coming out of a pandemic. Like that, it does feel like for everybody, just had the shit year. Yeah, I think that might be part of it. Definitely, mm-hmm. for sure. I mean, okay, so I guess we have we should start with news. Um, I, I assume most people listening to this will have. So, you know, me and Jonas touched on it a little bit last week, but I wanted to save majority for us sitting down together. And obviously that is that you're going to be stepping down, I guess, as co-host. Yeah, yeah. Um, stepping back. Stepping back. <laughs> leaving. Yeah. I don't know, however you, however you want to word it. It's, yeah. you know. Well, I mean, I mean, I'm as we've also talked about. I'm not totally out of the podcast, of course, no. and um, I'll be, I'll be behind the scenes in in different ways, uh, helping out where wherever I can. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the uh, having a kid really <laughs> takes takes a lot yeah. of time, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's that's been the the main the main thing that has you know over and over given us those like scheduling issues and and all mm-hmm. that stuff and it's just with the time difference like you know what is it set we've got seven hours time difference between us yeah which is you know so that's a almost a working day yeah it is and so this um and and you know adding to that as I also told you uh, uh you know um. Uh, Childcare in America sucks. If anybody uh, didn't know that, um, just like anything else that has to do with uh, stuff that the general public needs. Um, so, so uh, we pay like an exorbitant amount of um, of money for childcare, and it doesn't actually uh, cover a full working day. So, you know, my time is essentially just limited um, mm-hmm. every yeah. day. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a, a decision that either of us took lightly. You no. know, this was something we've been speaking about for probably like three or four months, just trying to figure out any way around this that we could. Yeah. And we it just, we tried a bunch of different things and it, we just couldn't figure it out. Just, it, it is just an issue with timing. Yeah. Um, I mean, if it changes. Yeah, that that's the that's the thing, right? Like if we if we lived in the same country or at least the same time zone or just down the road from each other, you know, we could meet up in the evenings or or, or something mm-hmm. like that instead. But uh, but since this is like happening in the middle of my workday, um, has been for yeah. a while. 
and weekends are now you know dedicated to uh, uh bouncing a baby around so yeah so there's, there's a lot of stuff right well that's that's it that was the one thing even when we looked at changing the recording time it was no matter what we did it was like the, the middle of the day for you so you just split the day in half or if we did your night time it's like the middle of the night for me yeah, just, it was just it was no work four o'clock in the morning in the UK. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it was very, very difficult. I mean, like you say, it's not the. You're still going to be there. You're still going to be helping out. You're going to be jumping on when you can. Um, it's not. It's definitely not the end of you with the podcast. And I said it to you, to you privately. You know, this will always be fifty percent yours, no matter what happens, because we, we had this stupid little idea like two and a half years ago that we were going to start a podcast and try and educate people through me just asking in, you know, whatever comes to mind. And for some reason people chose to listen to it and it's been, uh, it's been a wild ride so far. It has, it has, it's been a lot of fun. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I think also that the podcast has gone, you know, uh, to great heights. If if you ask me, I I feel like we've achieved a lot and um, Mm -hmm. I'm really, I'm really grateful for for all the support that uh, we've gotten from all of yeah. you listeners and and supporters on Patreon and and all mm-hmm. that stuff. So yeah, oh yeah, and I'm sure everyone's gonna everyone's gonna support you in whatever whatever other things you find to fill your time. Because I know you, <laughs> you'll get a tiny little bit. Of, <laughs> you have no time to do this, but you'll get a tiny little bit more free time that this may have given you, and you'll fill it with something. Actually, you... <laughs> I can um, I can share a little bit about uh, um, uh, all the stuff that I've already uh, filled into that <laughs> single hour that I've gotten <laughs> yeah, yeah. back into Go my on. program. So I have uh, I I just recently signed a contract on a um, online uh, book about the Viking Age that I'm going to be writing. Um, it's a, it's a pretty cool, uh, concept actually is, um, it's like an educational platform that, um, that creates, uh, books like as if they were essentially websites and, yes. um, and then there's a bunch of like interactive stuff, uh, as well. So in, mm. in 2024, I'm gonna, um, if everything goes right, of course, mm-hmm. going to launch that as a, as I can overall what the hell is the viking age book so oh, nice that's gonna be interesting. That's exciting i think so yeah, um that's, that's really cool uh, <laughs> yeah sophie i think that should be the title what the hell is the viking age <laughs> <laughs> it's complicated it's complicated yes exactly <laughs> that's the subtitle for it. that's it we he's practically written already <laughs> <laughs> No, that's a lot of fun. Like I say, there's always going to be exciting things. I know you can't sit still. There's always that's true. To be done. <laughs> um, but yeah, always as well. It, you know, it's not the it's not the end of the podcast. I you know I, I'm going to carry it on I, as long as people are happy to keep listening. I'm going to keep doing this. You know, I have a lot of fun. I absolutely love doing this podcast. And we, I mean, even before we decided that you were going to step back we both decided that we wanted to start taking this back in more of an educational the direction that we felt we'd maybe 
gone a little too far towards the popular culture guests and we wanted to really get back to that scholarly mm-hmm. kind of perspective and, and yeah focus. and i'm really i'm honestly really excited to see um how how that'll um play out for you because I, I think um first of all i know that you're gonna have some uh, cool guests on um already and i uh yeah i also i i i, I mean you know, that format you know of like mm-hmm. You asking the questions that a lot of people are sitting there thinking, well, um, what about this? What about that? And so on that scholars don't necessarily think about. Right. Yeah. And so once uh, once you get some uh, cool scholars on, I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure that's going to work out just just fine. And yeah, I'm going to be really excited to see that. Uh, yeah, develop. hopefully, hopefully it's going to be like the early days with us where it was just me and you sat and I was just like, what's this? Why do we do why do we do that? But what about this over here? <laughs> <laughs> so that's the yeah, that's the plan. That's how so yeah, we're gonna it's gonna keep going. Like I say, as long as it, uh, people keep listening and keep wanting, we're gonna keep going with it. And you know, if things change from a taste, there's always a seat here is welcome back whenever things ease up, maybe when Bjorn's 18. <laughs> nah, I think when he's like two years old, I'll just like let him run in the ro- woods and uh, figure stuff out for himself, and then you yeah, know, I'll yeah. be fine. <laughs> okay, so here's a question for you. Yeah, <laughs> I just I just had one. I, oh fuck, I've missed this. Um, maybe you know this, maybe you don't. What is it with Scandinavian parents when they just leave the baby out in the cold? <laughs> that's a that's a real thing, isn't it? Like. I, that's a real thing, yes. Um, it's not just uh, uh, like so. Okay, when uh, when we just had uh, Bjorn, um, I had a, a conversation with my um, uh, with his pediatrician and um, our doctor, uh, who uh, who told me uh, it was actually what. Well, I wasn't actually having the conversation. Bjorn was having the conversation with the pediatrician. And the okay. pediatrician uh, uh, looked down at him and said, yes, your daddy can't leave him uh, leave you out in the cold. That's not allowed in America. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and um, that's because, so um, we do that in like Denmark, mm-hmm. Norway, uh, Sweden. I don't know if the Icelanders do it that much. But um, but some of them probably do. Basically, what we do is that we uh, we put uh, the kid to sleep in a pram um, mm-hmm. uh, outside for their naps, um, especially the midday nap. And um, uh, the folklore around it is that it gives you it like it basically gives you a better uh, immune system i don't know if that's true or not but um yeah i was raised that way my my other son in in denmark was uh, raised that way and mm-hmm. uh we don't do it here because we have um predators outside of the house <laughs> i mean that, yeah that is that is obviously part of it that you do you have to be safe with it as well yeah, you know, we we have a lot of mountain lions um around bears. Well, they sleep in the winter, but um the mountain lions could probably just, you know, 
Yeah, yeah. I think a baby would be a nice snack for a mountain lion. So we don't do that. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sure you would. Yeah, I remember the first time when Alyssa mentioned it to me, I was like, what? Like, because <laughs> I'd never heard of it before. And obviously, it's just not part of like British culture. I was like, that's insane. You can't just leave a baby outside. <laughs> you can. <laughs> I, apparently, you can. <laughs> So in um, when uh, when we lived in Greenland when I was a kid, uh, my um, my mom worked at a at a daycare, and they would do the same thing up there. They would yeah. have, yeah, they would essentially just have like a, a a like a shed where they would put the kids in the um, in the prams in, inside the shed, and then they would sleep out there. Of course, that would you know Greenland is a little harsher in terms of the weather, so so they would need to be a little more protective. They got a little shelter then, just a little bit of shelter. You think of like a little tin hut, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> I mean, it must work. You got some hearty folk over there. I mean, we we survive it. So, and I, as far as I know, nobody has been lost um, and doing this. So. So yeah, um, it works. It's just one of those fascinating things that you hear, particularly when it's not part of what you do. That sounds so bizarre to like to me. And then, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but we also eat a lot of weird rotten food. So uh, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure there's tons hand of stuff. Hand. <laughs> I'm sure there's tons of stuff that British parents do that Scandinavian parents would be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Like, you know, most of the stuff that people south of the Danish border feed their kids when they're young, I'm like, why are you doing that? So, fish that's fingers, an example. Chi- fish fingers, chicken nuggets, Candy, smiley, smiley faces. Yeah, all the stuff. <laughs> Turkey dinosaurs. I don't, I don't know if you have them. Basically, just any food that's shaped like an animal, that's, that's reformed and then shaped like an animal or a smiley face. <laughs> yes. That <laughs> <laughs> doesn't naturally come like that. Okay. So, obviously, the bulk of the episode, I wanted to try and have try and have some fun, and we'll see how this goes. Because I wanted to look at, you know, we've done, I think this is like episode 143. I think you've maybe missed three of them it's not many it's no it's a handful it's a hand, a hand, yeah a handful at most um so i should in theory know a lot of stuff now <laughs> i should be well informed on this topic it's you know, 100 plus hours i should be an expert maybe well, yeah. I mean, you should definitely have a decent amount of knowledge about the Viking Age and Nordic mythology at this point. You would think so. <laughs> <laughs> so, we were, I thought we should have like a little, you know, if, if it's the last one of you, of course, for a, a little while. Yeah, Jimmy, either like a quiz me or Matthias been like, this is the stuff you should know by now. Things that you th- maybe think a, a very basic and it's like you should know this or before before I almost a parting of wisdom before I leave you this is this is what you need to know I got some questions for you then oh you got some questions yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I suggested that to you 
under the like, under the idea that you had no time to make any questions. Like, oh, you, it'd be really fun if you put a quiz together, but you won't have time for that, Matthias. Oh, I I already have a quiz in my head. Oh yeah, is it one that you give to the students? Oh, of course, yes. Okay. Do I do I get a little? Matthias, the gloves ready. Who are you talking to? Oh shit! Is the glue done? Yeah. Who are you talking to? Oh, Kurt. Kurt. Oh, this is showed up. Is that Daniel? Look, look at this guy. <laughs> hey man, little, I can't hear little, a word you're saying because he's got the headphones on. But... Visit from so it's Alex. How are you doing? Hey, good. Good. Good, good to see you. Heard it. So it's Alex I'm... from Fire in the Mountains has just decided to pop in. Uh, looking ravishing as always. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing, brother? We look How like a cute going? couple, Matthias. Yeah, we do look like a cute couple. <laughs> and he's wore a shirt today as well for us. Oh, yeah. yeah. My shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Flannel. Yeah, 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 super flannel. Well, you, I like your jean. Oh, thank you. He was uh, commenting yeah. on it too. Yeah, no, it looks good. <laughs> yeah, it looks what, good. what are you two up to? He's 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 making gluck in my yeah. my kitchen. We're just we're just bringing magic into the world. Yeah, no big deal. Uh, there you go. <laughs> How are you doing, yeah. man? It's good to I'm see you. I'm good. I'm very good. It's good to see you too. Yeah, I'm I'm nice and relaxed and rested after Christmas. Well, that's that says a lot. That's uh, good. It's a it's a it's a tough time of year. So how are things with you over your end? Oh yeah, good. Chaotic and crazy but also like really expanding and yeah it's good it's the calm before the storm a there good storm go. yeah any fire in the of... mountain news uh not yet we won't know until the end of uh of spring but things are lining up pretty good at this Perfect. point yeah so 2024 buckle up and get ready coming back coming back big big better yeah. better all the yeah, means. yeah. All, all the things and and potentially expanding elsewhere too but uh you got some big plans big plans big plans yeah okay yeah we'll get back to the glug go on yeah yeah, yeah. you guys podcast here. sorry i didn't mean to interrupt or anything yeah, so you you, you <laughs> can interrupt anytime i love you take care man i love you too brother see ya <laughs> take, it, take it easy i kind of want to go like that like, <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. ready when you are yeah Thank you. <laughs> a little impromptu visit there from Alex. Yeah, why not? <laughs> you know, let's he, let's have a, he, let's just have a pie. He he drove down from Wyoming yesterday, so in a blizzard. So, um, oh nice. I, I figured, uh, and it'd be uh, uh, fun to uh, have him just show up for a little second there. <laughs> of course, he would. Yeah, definitely. Has he just come to hang out, or are you? You got any plans? We got big plans. It's it's yeah. 50-50 hanging out and um uh you know uh changing the world. So you know, a little column yeah. A and a little column B. You know, you need a little little chill and hangout time with you changing the world. <laughs> Just a bit. No, yeah, no, I'm excited to see what you two are gonna do together. Yeah, we uh we're we're cooking up some stuff. Good, good, good. Ah, well, okay, let's get back to things Dan should know before Matthias leaves. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to start with the easy one. What well, that's, is... Don't say that. <laughs> start with, say you start with the hardest one. 
Okay. You can... I'm going to start with a um, medium hard question. Okay. Okay. Ooh, I'm sweating. It's just got hot in here, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but you should know this one. Um, and not even from this podcast, just, just from being English. What is the Anglo-Scandinavian definition of the Viking Age? Huh? What? <laughs> what do you mean? Um, as in, like the time period? Mm-hmm. Oh, seven ninety-three to ten sixty-six. Lindisfarne to um, not the Battle of Hastings, the Battle of Stamford Bridge. Yes, exactly. Which happened in the same year as the Battle of Hastings, but yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. Yeah. So cool. Very good. Um, oh, I was quick that with one. that one. Look at that. <laughs> okay. So that was I, the. Yeah, go on. I actually Google. I actually checked the Lindisfarne day like earlier today because I it came up on something that I was researching or looking at. So that's why I knew <laughs> knew that one. Ten sixty six. I know anyway because it's just a big year in British history. That's that's what I was thinking. So uh, so yeah. Um, okay. Now, so that's the Anglo-Scandinavian definition of the Viking Age. What is the Scandinavian definition of the Viking Age? Ooh. Do we, is it, are there exact dates for this? Or is it just like rough? It's, that's more broadly sort of like time span from, from, from this century to that century okay. kind, of, kind of definition. I'm going to go 13th, finished in the 13th century. That's a little late. Oh, see, I was thinking twelve hundreds. Mm. Okay, finished in the twelfth century. <laughs> You're just gonna keep guessing until you get to the right. Going century. down, twelfth century. Because <laughs> if eleventh century would be the same as yeah, Anglo, so I thought maybe it would be at least yeah. a at least a century later. Yeah. So I mean, when you. Uh, it depends on how you make the cut, but um, some would say uh, the middle of the 11th century and others would say 1100, roughly. I Personally, I, I favor the roughly 1100 um, for okay. different reasons. But one of the reasons is that you see, um, for instance, Danish kings still having ambitions to... Uh, to conquer England in the uh, 1070s. And we also still see Norwegian raids on Scotland in the early 1100s. So saying 1100 as the cutoff, I think is a reasonable time period. It also matches well with what happens in Scandinavia in terms of, you know, uh, the church, for instance, being established as, as like a dominant institution in society by around 1100. Okay, but when does it begin? So I was only about 200 years out. Yeah. What's 200, what's 200 years between friends? <laughs> so that's only, I mean, that's only 34 years after the, the Anglo one, which is, mm-hmm. I, for some reason, I just thought it would be longer. Now, I don't think that it started the same kind of time gap. I don't think it was like only 30 years earlier it started. I think that is a hundred or a couple of hundred years. I think it started much earlier. Um, so I'm going to say 8th century. I'd, yeah. um, I'd say, yeah, yeah. Um, some, again, say 
750 others will say 700 and again it, it depends on when you make like how you make the cut for instance um you can see some of the early trade ports like Ripa in southern Denmark is is established around 700 and so you know that's an indicator that 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 some of the processes mm-hmm. and dynamics that create the Viking Age are already in place I mean, if you if you go and read Gregory of Tours, um, he tells us that uh, there was a Danish attack on um, the Frankish kingdom in the 500s. But uh, and some some scholars have been like, that's the first Viking attack. But I don't think that that is really the case. But um, but yeah, um, 700 is usually uh, when when we make the cut for for the the scandinavian definition of the viking age so it's not it's not much longer no no i it's... thought i see i i, I thought it was a probably like a, a hundred years couple of hundred years either side so there you go yeah, Learn something. i mean that's that's a that's a reasonable assumption too i mean again it really depends on what you're what you're looking at and how how you're looking at it right because you know the type of boats that um you know become viking ships were already sort of being developed in the uh, in the centuries before like the lap straight te- uh, technique is very very old uh, for instance and that's one of the sort of defining features of how you build a viking ship um that one you can find on i think the Newton boat which is like from the 300s um so so yeah that that's a that's an old technique but then you know you have the introduction of the sail for instance for some reason scandinavians don't start using sails until like the 800s so that's kind of weird but don't sails take a ridiculously long time to make i can't remember i saw in a museum somewhere and i remember it was one of those facts that i remember when they said how long it took to make a sail i almost had to sit down yeah, so making a sail uh, requires a lot of resources. Um, and yeah, it would also take a lot of time. So, I mean, that could be one of the reasons, I, you know. So the earliest depictions of sails that we have are from the uh, Gotland picture stones that are from the early 800s. And the earliest uh, archaeological evidence of an actual sail is from uh, the 830s, from the Osebeck ship, if I remember correctly. So, like, that's when we had the first evidence. Obviously, they 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 knew about sails probably sometime before that. But it could simply be that they didn't have the resources to produce the sails. Um, mm-hmm. So... Um, if anybody did have a sale, it would be something that they'd imported and it costs a lot of money and so on. Um, so yeah, yeah, that, that might be why we don't see them earlier than, than the early 800s. Yeah. Sales are big. They are. They are very big. <laughs> they're, big they're big things on it. On like a decent-sized ship. You need a lot of fabric. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What else should I know? What else do I need to... Who was the last Viking king, according to legend? Mm. Oh, see, I, I want to say Canute, 
But I then feel like there's a lot of Harolds out there, so I could just take a stab in the dark and go, it's a Harold. <laughs> it's some dude named Harold. <laughs> it's a, it's probably a Harold. Yeah. <laughs> uh, See, because I know the thing is, I know that Canute was defeated at the Battle of Stamford Bridge, so that would be 1066. So that would be the end of like the Anglo Viking Age. So I'm going to have to go with that because that's the the best one that I've got. Right event, wrong guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So the last Viking king does die at Stamford Bridge. After he's chopped down, I think it's 300 uh, feeble Anglo-Saxons trying to kill him. And he's just like standing there on the bridge with, with an axe going chop, 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 chop. And then at some point he dies, of course, because heroic death and all that stuff. But it wasn't Knut. Because I thought the guy on the bridge was just a berserker. Like the, the whole story of like a berserker on the bridge and they're like, Killing, he's killing all the Anglo-Saxons, and then an Anglo-Saxon guy gets in a in a barrel and sails down under <laughs> under the bridge and sticks him with a spear up through the bridge. Is that is that a story that you guys have heard? It's a, it's it's that's a, the one we tell ourselves. It's a legend. It's a it's a legend that it yeah exists out there. Yeah. Okay, but so you but are you saying that the it was the king? On so the, the, on the, the king, uh, yeah, if, uh, I think so. Uh, now I'm getting uncertain about it. But again, it's all just, you know, it's all just tales. It's anyway. all, yeah, 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 absolutely. But um, who is it that's defeated at that uh, battle at Stamford Bridge? I honestly thought it was Canute. I, and I know that... Canute know- goes earlier. Canute goes earlier. And then this guy shows up because he had made a deal with Knut. I know there's somebody called Toxkvig, but is that <laughs> but is that Harold Hadrada's? No, is that oh Harold Hadrada? There we go. That's the yes. one. <laughs> oh, I knew that as well. Yes, I, he I did. Fucking, I did know that. I don't know why I went with Knut. Harold Hadrada, obviously. But who was Toxkvig? Was he? Uh, was he Harold. Harold Godwinson's brother or something. Uh, t- so he, I think, Knut made him Earl of Northumberland, if I remember correctly. Um, and yeah, he was a either half brother or yeah, or a cousin or something like that. On to the next. I, nah, I'm frustrated by that one though because I did know that. I did know that. Yeah, but it's still, again, as you said, there's like half a million heralds and a bunch of Knuts, and, you know, telling them apart is uh, is not easy. Yeah. So, okay, so next question. When uh, do people start uh, migrating officially to Iceland? Uh, uh, I know. I know this. I can work this out. I can think about it. Um, okay. So I know that it's to do with another guy called Harold. Mm-hmm. Bluetooth. 
Yeah. Mm, no. Oh, the Harold. <laughs> Some other Harold. Fine hair. Harold fine hair, obviously. There Not we Bluetooth. I meant fine hair. Wrong words just came out. Of course. <laughs> Everyone's got fucking Harold. It's hard to tell the difference. <laughs> okay. But Harold fine hair was Christianizing. Not Christianizing. Not Christianizing. Okay. Okay. But Harold Finer was okay. Harold Finer was putting Norway together into a single country, or so it's claimed. Now we did do an episode on that. Maybe he's the original, the first king of Norway, or maybe not. But he was putting together Norway. And some people didn't like that, so they mm-hmm. then migrated to Iceland and started a new colony on Iceland in the year. Eight hundred and fifty ish. A little too early there. Sixty three. A little too early there. Okay. Okay. Try a new decade. Try a new decade. Okay. Nine eight hundred ninety three. God damn it! Eight hundred and seventy. <laughs> you could have just gone to the next one more <laughs> okay okay but i think i showed some knowledge in my working out it's like in the in your math quiz where they said show working out and you may get on may get points for it sure sure yeah yeah there, there, <laughs> there are some points in there okay so that's that's sort of like the official uh legendary history of the settlement of Iceland, right? That's it is uh, written by Ari, Ari Thorkinson. Um he says in 870. Now um there is an archaeological find uh that has used uh tephrochronology, so dating based on volcanic ash that has authenticated the um the dates um where can you find or where can you go see that find no oh, i didn't even i didn't even know about this you didn't <laughs> no so have we spoken about this on the podcast we have we have i have mentioned this before uh, okay where can we see it as in so what what location can you go to to see this is it in norway or iceland uh, i'm not helping you um bergen no no okay i this one i'm stumped on <laughs> this one I'm... it's of course in reykjavik oh okay yeah. Okay. The uh, there's a uh, there's a house that has been excavated, um, and it I think it used to be in the basement of a bank, if I remember correctly, just in downtown Reykjavik, and it's uh, by by analyzing the um, a layer of volcanic ash that has uh, um, deposited on top of it. They have been able to accurately date it to 871 plus minus one year or 72 plus minus one year. Okay. So, um, so, so that 
is an archaeological um, uh, find that at least has uh, uh, confirmed Adi Thorgerson's uh, mm-hmm. original date. Now, later on, they found something else on the eastern parts of Iceland that actually um, sent the uh, date of the earliest settlements in Iceland back by seven, uh, 70 years to the early 800s. That's uh, the Stolvafjörður um, uh, found uh, find so a uh, like also like a, a farm settlement. So um, so yeah, um, history well, is, is getting more complicated, <laughs> as it always seems to do. I think all this quiz is doing is highlighting why this podcast has to go on for another hundred and forty <laughs> episodes. So I may actually learn things. <laughs> I've learned like that it's complicated. A, <laughs> uh, yeah, I have a a good. I feel like I have like a base knowledge, but some stuff's just obviously gone straight through. That's how okay. it is with things. Yeah. What's next? Okay. What's next? Well, um, when did Snorri Sturluson write uh, Etta? Mm, okay. So I remember for I, when we did the Edible Edda episode, <laughs> when you that this all fucking blew my mind. The because Snorri wrote the prose Edda before the discovery of the poetic Edda, and I thought even though the poetic Edda is deemed to be older than the prose Edda, yes, right. That's right. Yes. But it was written, but the poetic editor was written after the prose editor. Is that right? Uh, or was it just that it was well, found? Yeah. So the uh, the the manuscript that contains the bulk of uh, Eddic poetry is younger. The Codex than... Codex Regius, right? Exactly. Yes. yes. Codex, Codex Regius. <laughs> that one is younger than uh, Snorris Etta. So the okay. the Codex Regius um, was written in twelve hundred and seventy, roughly. That's when it's dated to. So Snorri wrote before that. Mm-hmm. Snorri, he wrote in the eleven hundreds. I know that, right? Maybe was it? Was it like no twelve? Mm-hmm. I know it's not. I know it's not before that. Is it? Because it was like I know I know it's like at least like a couple of hundred years after the end of the Viking Age. Because mm-hmm. it's like it's a long enough time period that you that it's that I remember being like, okay, how accurate can this really be? Because when we're talking about history, we we talk about like two hundred years, like like that. When if you think so, about what happened two hundred years ago from today, it's mm-hmm. a fucking lot of stuff. It is a lot of stuff. Okay, so so the thing about Snorri. Right, is that he writes Edda, uh, probably, um, right after he has visited Norway. So he goes to Norway at some point, then he spends about a year or a year and a half uh, in Norway, and then he goes back to Iceland. Then he sits down and writes Edda. 1280. And 80? Eight. 
So that's but that that would put it after the the Codex Regius. Twelve hundred and thirty. Getting closer. (laughs) (laughs) Twelve twenty. Final answer. Boom, there we go. Yes, very good. I knew all. I knew all along. I was just teasing. You know, keep of it. course. Just this whole thing. Keep it going. Make it entertaining. Yes. Oh, Dan's such an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so we know that he goes to Norway in in twelve hundred and eighteen, and then he spends. Oh, was it actually twelve hundred and eighteen? Well, that's when he. That's when he goes lied. to Norway. And then he comes back to Iceland, and and so the the agreed upon date for for him writing Edda is twelve hundred and twenty, because we know that he composes parts of the poem Hautatal, which is the actually the biggest part of Edda um, that nobody ever reads because it's incredibly long and boring. Um, he composes that as a eulogy to the Norwegian king and the earl Skuri. And then he goes back and then he writes it down and expands it with uh, different poetic forms. And then he is like, hey, I should uh, I should write an instruction on on how to do all of this. And then he continues with the rest of the book and then starts giving us all the myths and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, probably it was probably finished in twelve hundred and twenty. Oh, it took me three guesses. There you go. Ish, ish, yeah. roughly three ish. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> it was more. Okay. I'm, I feel like I'm really learning here. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to demonstrate what you have learned. <laughs> I know. I Well, yeah, I know. But I, yeah. I feel like I've got the working out, but it's, it's dates. I'm terrible with dates. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's what it is. To be fair, I've always struggled with that. When I did, I did medi- medieval history at college, and I just remember just, I just hated having to remember dates. I just couldn't do it. I, I know. I I I agree. I um. I I actually oddly have the same problem. <laughs> <laughs> dates are really annoying. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. New question. What is the largest runic carving depicting, and where is it? The largest runic. Mm-hmm. So there is a. Four meter long runic carving, some located somewhere in Scandinavia that depicts something very specific, and it's a very famous story. What is that story? Oh, give me some easy ones. <laughs> um, okay, I'm gonna guess that it's in Sweden, just as a guess, just because right. I know that. Is it like what, like ninety percent of runic carvings are in Sweden? Nah, nah, nah not not ninety percent, but uh, I I think it's it's around uh, two thirds. So yeah, most mm-hmm. runic carvings are found in what is now Sweden. Yes. Okay. So it's in Sweden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that. That is true. Do you need the exact place? Or is a country good enough? Um, you know, it, it would be great if you uh if you could name the uh the name of the location, but it's okay if you if you can't. I don't think I can. 
the, 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 the carving right. itself is named after the location, so I only know of Tannum. Okay. Unless, <laughs> unless he's there and I, it's not because I've been there, then I then I'm gonna struggle. And that's also in Norway, right? <laughs> no, Tannum, Sweden. Oh, it is. Yeah, oh yeah. Sweden. Oh yeah. Over the border. Right, that's that's the Bohuslin uh, area. That is that area has uh, uh, shifted hands so many times. Oh yeah, um, it is close. Yeah. I would say I couldn't, I couldn't believe how close to the border it actually was. So mm. yeah, it doesn't surprise me that it shifted. So what does it depict? A story. Yes. About what? Um, Okay, I, I don't know the answer. So, I don't just know it. So I'm going to have to try and deduct and guess. It's a saga. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No? Yeah, yeah. I know. I mean, it's, uh, it's also, it also exists okay. as a saga. It's going to be a story of a king. Or a king's conquests must be. That's that that that's going to be my guess. Is that it's it's I don't know the king, but it's going to be a king's conquest or something along those lines because that's usually why you're going to create such a massive stone. I feel like it wouldn't. For what other reason would it be? Go on, go on. Put me on my misery. <laughs> it's the story about Sigurd the Dragon Slayer. Fuck's sake. <laughs> no, because this is the, the frustrating thing. Is that the and this everybody listening to this is gonna be like, oh bullshit. Is that my original thought is to go was to go like Saga of the Ball Songs, Sigurd. And I was like, that's too obvious. Don't go with the obvious one that that's what your brain is going to go. That's like, that's the one that I'm going to go to. So don't go with that. And so that, like, that's genuine. Whether you believe me or not, I don't care. <laughs> I do care. Yeah. No, the, uh, the it's called Ramson, uh, the, uh, the carving, right? It's a four meter long carving. Um, I think like a, a meter and a half in in height, on on like this uh, rock surface. So it's not an erected stone like most of the rune stones. This is this is basically like a cliffside. Um, and it, um, is is it possible that it could have been erected and it's fallen? No, no, or no. Is no. It de- definitely yeah. not. It's like it's like a rock face that's like oh, okay, you know, inside okay. a, a sort of like a hill or. You know, oh, okay, okay. Um, and it was probably carved around the year thousand. The interesting thing is that the uh, the inscription um, in it clearly indicates that the person who did it was Christian. Um, it was in con- connection to uh, her, by the way, building a bridge as well, and that is, depicts several scenes that can be directly related to the verse on the saga and also mm-hmm. the uh, heroic edic poems about uh, Sigurd the dragon slayer um so yeah and of course we also have norwegian uh, stave churches with the uh, carvings of some of these same images mm-hmm. 
So, yeah, it seems it seems like a hugely popular, but it's much older than the Viking Age, isn't it? Doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, aren't there different examples of it, kind of throughout all I mean, different cultures? The, and well, the the theory is that parts of the story are actually created in the five hundreds in um, the the Rhineland uh, sort of Western Bavaria, uh, Shrabia area, um, where some of the some historical events took place that uh, then inspired part of the parts of the story mm-hmm. and and so it's connected for instance to the migrations of the franks um, yeah so okay. so then then it becomes some kind of legend that becomes so popular that it's constantly circulating in northern europe and and becomes a very very important uh, story in in the viking age as well and mm-hmm. also in the medieval period, because it's being written down in in, in the twelve hundreds in Iceland, so, so yeah. they must have thought it was it was quite important. And then also you have it in Faroese and Danish ballads uh, later mm-hmm. on uh, in the late medieval period and early modern period. So yeah, and e- <clears throat> and even more like even more modern. The, mo- the most modern telling of it is on the Naughty Mythology Podcast Patreon. That's where true. me, me, you, and Jonas read through. Uh, well, I say we read through. Jonas reads Saga of the Volswings to us, whilst we have a jolly old time laughing and enjoying his um, performance. Yes, and he does some really good readings, uh, very good voices. Mm-hmm. So I, the, I, the one, I, the one that stands out is when. He's doing the voices for the crows in the tree, yes. and he has about three voices. But then they keep there's just more crows that keeps coming. And he, has to, he has to keep like just inventing the voices as he goes along. Uh, yeah. Um, if you do want to listen to those, you can get them on the Patreon. Just Nord Mythology Podcast on Patreon. It's like buy me and Mateus a cup of coffee once yes. a month. Yeah. Okay. Next question. Okay. Um, so a certain um, emissary from the Caliphate in Baghdad um, happened upon some Ibn Vikings. Fadlan. Ibn Fadlan. Yes, that's his name. He happened upon <laughs> some Vikings oh, that's another question. on the banks of the Volga River in what was at the time the kingdom of the Bulgar. And when did that happen? Oh, see, why don't give me time? Don't give me dates. Um, oh, Jimmy just had a good one in the in the chat. He said that you should pop up your guest appearances should be quizzing me on <laughs> topics I've discussed with with guests before. Just like popping in once in a while in the middle of yeah, like, Have you done your homework? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So. I hate what dates. Don't give me dates. He is the Rus. Yes. So the Rus. I know that. Which doesn't really help me out much. Uh, <laughs> I feel he's towards the back end of the Viking Age. Ish. Nine nine hundred and I'm going early 900s. 20th, 30th, around that time. Can you get more specific? 927. Ah, very close. It's yeah. 921 to 22. 
I'm not not far off. No, no, that's a good job. Uh-huh. That's a good job. Yeah, yeah. So okay, well, since we are already in that general area, um, where do the roots probably come from? Okay, I feel like the obvious one would be like Russia, or or like Western Russia, but. I don't know the answer exactly. So I'm going to say it is like Eastern Europe, like the Ukrainian, Estonian, Western Russia area. <laughs> so uh, somewhere in Eastern Europe. <laughs> well, yeah, cause I, but, well they, I'll be honest. I didn't know that there was, I didn't know that if there was an exact place. I know that they traded with Eastern Sweden or, and is that where we get all the, all the silver on Gotland. Mm. Gotland? Is it Gotland? I mean, there's is a, the big there's silver pile on there. Yeah. Um, so you're definitely weaving by now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just answer- th- I'm throwing whatever knowledge I have out there, hoping something <laughs> is going to. So the the answer to where do the Rus come from is probably Sweden. Right. So. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I'm with you now. Yes. I, because, that's a, I feel like that's a trick question. Is it now? <laughs> so the the um, the most commonly accepted uh, theory on the origin of the name Rus is that it comes from a certain location in uh, in uh, in Upland in in uh, in Sweden called Roslagen, and this is. Among other things, also based on the Finnish word for for Sweden, Hurotsi. And so the assumption is here um, that that, that etymologically the the name Rus um, Mm. has come from these uh, migrating Vikings from Sweden, who were, by the way, uh, initially invited to to come settle in uh, what is now Western. Russia. Mm-hmm. There we go. I, I I learned about that in River Kings by Kat Jarman. There you go. <laughs> I did learn about that because I that, that I do like that book and it's kind of all about the eastern side of the Vikings. Okay, let's do let's do one more and then we'll mm-hmm. wrap up the main episode and then we'll jump over onto our Patreon exclusive episode where the people watching are going to get to quiz you and ask yes. you questions for for a little bit. Okay, so last question here. Who was it who placed a big runestone in Denmark where he boasted that he had converted the Danes to Christianity and also conquered Norway? Oh, but you gave me an easy one to finish on. <laughs> I'm going to start until I get it wrong now. Okay, Harold Bluetooth? Very yes. good. Yeah, yes, you... yes, yes, yes. That one I feel like I should have known. I would have been embarrassed <laughs> if I didn't know that one. There okay. Uh, another one. Just 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 one more. Okay. What was the name of the Viking who graffitied the uh Hagia Sophia church, which is now a mosque in Istanbul? Oh, I didn't okay. I didn't know that we that they knew his name. But this is fascinating because I do find it fascinating that there is graffiti in 
a mosque mm-hmm. in Istanbul. It, it's it just shows that people don't change. But um, yeah, I don't I don't know his name. His name was Halfton. Oh, okay. I I uh, I should have probably figured that out just from the fact that it was you got that question from the Harold Bluetooth one, and <laughs> oh, no, okay, Halfton was Howard Finehas. Um, no, that was it. We we don't know who. I, I don't. I don't think we have a good. I, I sort of like broader identity to this person, but oh, okay. Because um, I know in the in the Vikings TV show they were brothers, and I know that's not accurate. Right. Right. Yeah. Um. Oh, right. Is that have they like taken Halfton the Black and then turned him into? To Harold's brother in the Vikings. Yeah, so, I, yeah, oh, okay. that's, yeah. That's I think that's exactly what they did. They had have done the black and then made him Harold Finehair's brother, which I knew wasn't true, but mm-hmm. I didn't really know much, much more than that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, this was just some random Halfton. So. Oh, okay. It's had no link. No, not as such. <laughs> oh, there we go. Okay. Um, yeah. Let's wrap this up. It's 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 been a lot of fun as always. Like we say, it's not the it's not the end of you jumping on the podcast. You know, you're gonna appear now and then when you can, when we can find time. Um, yes. Yeah, I mean, on behalf of everybody, I think that listens to this, I want to say thank you for your time over the last hundred and forty odd episodes. Uh, I'm sure everybody appreciates it. They, you know, I've learned so much from you and your mega mind of a head <laughs> uh yeah and you know i i will always have a lot of love for you you know we, likewise brother likewise yeah you are you know you're a, we're, we're friends for life because that was the, that was the frustrating thing for me when when you said you know that you were stepping back the first thing that someone opposed was like oh they must have fallen out and it's like no right yeah yeah don't, don't be that guy yeah. <laughs> no, I, I got a couple of questions like that too. It's like, oh, I hope it was an amicable uh <laughs> breakup and that kind of stuff. And I was like, well, no, it's 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 just a matter of like timing and scheduling and you know, all those stupid little details. And yeah. We we it's haven't people, fallen out or anything. Yeah, people just jump to that. It's like, oh, they met in mid and they hate each other now. <laughs> they hated like, each other. Oh, and we 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 very much like each other. We would love to Current, yeah, life gets in the way, and it's certainly not the end of things, absolutely not. So, and I will definitely be back, so don't worry. You will, so yeah, so yeah, like I say, I, I, I appreciate you the time, I appreciate everything you, you've done and, and teaching me. Um, like I say, I've learned, I've learned so much, I've had a lot of fun, we've had a lot of laughs, and and it'll carry on, and you'll be back, and yeah, so yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Well, I appreciate all the work that you've done too to keep this podcast floating for so long. Yeah, yeah don't yeah, discount you. that. You you've done a lot of hard work to. Uh, um, it's worth. It's always worth up. it. Yeah, it's it's definitely worth it. So one last time, Mateus, let everyone know where they can find you. Well, uh, you can always find me on Instagram. Uh, well, not always. I I don't spend all my time on Instagram, but you can find my account on Instagram. And that is also where I will be announcing 
things about projects and stuff that I'm doing that might be of interest to some of you. If you want to learn more about Nordic mythology, the Viking Age, or some stuff that has to do with like magic and hoochoo and runes and mm-hmm. um, Scandinavia, then uh, then pop over there and, and check that out. And you can also always check out my website, which is just my name, MatthiasNordvik.com, where you can also see stuff that I do and things that I'm working <laughs> on and, and so on. So, yeah. Do you, remember that time I, do you remember that time I told everyone to start adding your Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> and then you had to, then you deleted Facebook like two weeks later. I was like, oh. oh. Yep. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and the only reason I would ever come back to Facebook is because is if I have to like mess around with my Spotify that's still tied to that thing. Yeah. So... <laughs> That's that's the nightmare is that everything starts to tie into them and the, you just can't get rid of it. Yes. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. So yeah, if you enjoy the show, please leave us a five star rating, a positive review. Um, you can follow us on Nordic Mythology Podcast on the Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Hit the subscribe and the little bell icon so you get a notification every time we drop a video. And yeah, so we on the Patreon, we're doing a Q and A episode with every guest. So you basically you get a bonus episode every time you get an ep- a main episode. You get a bonus episode on the Patreon where it's a Q and A. You get to submit your question beforehand or in real time if you're in the chat watching, and we get to just have an extra little hangout and go a little bit. They get a little bit looser, a little bit deeper, um, and we just have a, a nice little extra chat on there. So if you do want to watch them, you can watch all the back catalog on Patreon as well. Uh, yeah, let's get out of here. Matthias, thank you very much. Um, and thank obviously, you. Say, I'll see you again in probably like two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see you guys again at some point. It's like, it's like you're dying and then it'll be like in two weeks, it's like, oh, Matthias is on. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah, thank you.